First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 642 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast. And we are headed back to the racetrack today. NASCAR driver Eric Almarola joins me on the podcast. Eric drives the number 10 Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing. He has been driving in the NASCAR Cup Series since 2007. He's had over 417 races in the last 15 years. He's also driven in over 100 races in the last 11 years in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. He's also had 78 races driving in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Now, Eric was all set to retire right before shockingly deciding to reverse course on that decision. He signed a new deal. We're going to jump into the reasons why he decided to continue his racing career. We're going to talk about so much more. Eric Almarola will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Eric Almarola was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch today's conversation between the NASCAR driver and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and no doubt one of the biggest highlights of the year for me was when I took my son out to Nashville, Tennessee to meet with Sean Johnson, the Olympic gold medalist, and her husband, Andrew East, and signed the deal that brought First Class Fatherhood to the Family Made Media Network. And right now I got a special announcement. Family Made has just launched an amazing newsletter that's sent out every Monday and Friday. I promise you're not going to want to miss this. The newsletter touches on relevant topics, and you're going to get personal stories from Sean Johnson and Andrew East. And, of course, they are sharing a lot of family-scented content. It's going to get you excited and informed about family life. So subscribe to the newsletter. Just get over to news.familymade.com. Type in your email address, and you will never miss out on a newsletter or anything that's going on over at Family Made. What an honor it's been to be connected to Sean Johnson and Andrew East. I love what they're all about. Their social media is always uplifting. They're a big proponent of family life. So get over there, news.familymade.com. You'll see the link in the description of today's podcast episode as well. And if you guys are NASCAR fans, the NASCAR playoffs are heating up. And just recently, I had Joey Logano on the podcast here. He is currently in fifth place in the round of 12 in the NASCAR playoffs. This weekend, we're going to round that down to the round of eight. So if you want to check out my interview with Joey Logano, go back a few episodes and check it out. Also, I've had NASCAR legend Kyle Petty join me on the podcast. You'll find that interview a few episodes back as well. Be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here comes my interview straight up with Eric Almarola on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Eric Almarola. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, buddy. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? <laughs> I got two kids. Alex is just turned 10, and Abby is eight, uh, going to be nine in a couple months. Wow, very cool. If you could, please Eric, just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so I drive a NASCAR Cup Series car. So I've been driving race cars um, since I was eight years old. I started go-kart racing and 
progressed my way up through the ranks and made it all the way to the top level of stock car auto racing, which is the NASCAR cup series. And I've been doing that. Uh, this is my 11th full-time season, uh, as a NASCAR cup series uh, driver. Yeah. Very, very cool. Obviously you've had a, a, a successful career in NASCAR. If you could then take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey though, about how old were you when you first became a dad and how did that experience shift your perspective on life? I was 29 years old. Uh, my wife and I were, um, had been married a couple of years and I would, I had just went to my, uh, sort of orientation day for my first year driving as a NASCAR cup series driver. So it was my first opportunity to make it to the big leagues and be a, a NASCAR cup series driver. I was driving for Richard Petty that year, my first year in the cup series. And I went to the shop, um, in the facility and took a tour of, of the, the, the facility. And when I came back home, I was all excited to tell my wife, like how it went and everything. And, uh, she said, Oh yeah, okay. That's great. Uh, by the way, I have some pretty exciting news for you. And I was like, what, like, what could it be? You know, what, what more could be exciting than what I just went and did. I just went and saw the new facility of the place where I'm going to, you know, finally make it to the, the big leagues of stock car auto racing. And, uh, she said, well, here you go. And she handed me, uh, the pregnancy test and, uh, she was pregnant with our, with our son, Alex. And that changed everything for us, right? The next nine months, um, you know, we were preparing to welcome our, our son into the world and had no idea what to expect. Uh, felt like we were not prepared, um, but didn't feel like we'd ever be prepared really. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was exciting. It was nerve wracking. Um, you know, just going from just worrying about myself and, you know, having to provide an income for me and my wife to now feeling like, oh man, like I've got this little boy now that depends on me as a father to not only provide, um, financially, but to be there for him and to be a role model for him, somebody that he looks up to. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty scary to, to be honest, to find out that my wife was pregnant. Yeah. Really awesome stuff. And I know that this was supposed to be, uh, your last year in the NASCAR, uh, uh circuit, you were supposed, uh, had been, uh, scheduled to retire and you now signed a multi-year deal to stay in the game. What was that process like for you? What was the decision-making behind that? What was your family's response when you decided to make the call? Yeah, so I love to drive race cars. It's what I've done my whole life. And I feel so blessed and so fortunate to still be doing it at 38 years old and to be making a living at it. But I felt like with the, the situation that our family was in, uh, a year to two years ago, I just felt like my family was making a lot of sacrifice for me to still be chasing my dreams. And my wife and I had talked a lot about it. We prayed a lot about it. And I felt like, uh, going into this year that I needed to be done, that I needed to sacrifice my dreams and sacrifice me chasing my career and doing the things that I thought were fun um, I needed to sacrifice those things so that I could be more present with my family, that I could be more available for my kids, uh, be more engaged with my wife. And 
things just changed. Um, and I, I personally feel like it was, uh, you know, in, in God's hands. And I felt like um, things, our circumstances started to change. Um, the kids' school that we got them signed up in um, last August started doing Fridays as a, a satellite day. There's a, a hybrid day where they, they don't have to go to class and they go online and they turn in their work online. So for our family, that worked out fantastically because now our kids could travel with me on Thursday afternoon or, or Friday morning and not miss school and still get their schoolwork done. Um, so that worked out to where my family, you know, this year, uh, we'll end up going to about 28 of the 38 races, which is crazy. Like when you think about, um, the amount of time that we've gotten to spend together traveling on the road, uh, because of that change. And then the other thing that changed, um, was my son's, uh, baseball league. Uh, he was, you know, playing baseball and football and in the past his baseball and, and football games were on Saturdays. And now the baseball league that we're in, we practice on Monday nights and we play games on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So again, as dad, I don't have to miss any games and I'm not watching games on FaceTime. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually there and I'm actually helping to coach uh, his team this year, which is it, what I want to do. I want to be a part of their life. I want to be a part of their activities. And so seeing those things kind of line up for us throughout this year, and then the sponsor of my race car asked if I would be interested and willing to reconsider going forward, uh, continuing to drive. And, and the race team asked me as well. Uh, again, I talked with my wife about it and we both prayed a lot about it and just felt like the opportunity was there and that, you know, we should, we should make the most of the opportunity. I still love to race. And I didn't feel like, and my wife also didn't feel like our family was sacrificing near as much uh, for me to drive a race car because of, you know, our circumstances at home that had changed. Yeah, very well said. And it makes a lot more sense hearing you talk about it now than from what I've been reading about and decision making to come back. So uh, awesome to hear that. And you talk about the sacrifices, obviously, as dads, you know, we make sacrifices for our families all the time. Your dad made a huge sacrifice. Your parents did uh, coming here from Cuba. What, what What is your relationship like with your dad and what is his kind of take on just uh, kind of like the, the negative atmosphere that's going on in this country right now? Can you speak to that? Uh, I, I can't really speak a whole lot to that. You know, I think, um, I have a, I have a healthy relationship with my dad, uh, looked up to my dad when I was a kid growing up. My dad's a, a firefighter, a retired firefighter, um, in the, you know, Hillsborough County in Tampa, Florida. And, uh, if I wasn't a race car driver, I wanted to be a firefighter. And, um, you know, I, I think what my dad's parents did was, incredibly courageous. Uh, my dad and his parents came over in 1966 from Cuba, uh, to, to Florida on the freedom flights. And my dad was four years old and my grandparents, you know, they, they gave everything they owned back to the Cuban government in exchange for a plane ticket to come to America to try and create a better life for their family. And so I'm a, you know, first generation born Cuban American, uh, first generation of the Almirola family to be born in America. And here I am 
you know, a professional race car driver and, you know, doing really well for myself. And that's all because of what my grandparents did, you know, 50 years ago. Um, so I just feel actually 60 years ago. So I just feel really humbled, really blessed and super thankful that, um, you know, they, they had that vision and that courage to, uh, to do that. Yeah. Well, and then tapping into that, what do you, what would you consider to be the top values that you hope to instill in your kids growing up? Um, you know, I think for me, it's, it's really about integrity. Um, you know, be, be a person of your word, um, both for my son and my daughter to, to be honest, um, to be humble and to, you know, treat other people with respect, right. Um, to just, to, to just be a good person, be a kind person. Um, and, and, you know, in our household, it's, it's super important to us, um, to, to be, a you know, to be a God fearing Christian and to know that, um, you know, to know that you're loved and to know that, um, you know, you, you have not only this life to live, but you have eternity to live and, and what you do here on this earth, um, has an impact on eternity. And so, um, that's really important for us to get that across to our kids. Very cool. What about as far as discipline goes, what, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Um, no, I'm very, very similar to how I grew up. And my, my disciplinary style is to just take action immediately, right? We're not gonna, we're not gonna wait. Um, uh, we're not, we're not one of those to where it's like, oh, well, you know, wait till your father gets home or wait till I tell your mom about this It's like, no, we're going to, we're going to correct it right now. We're going to sit down. Um, and for us, our two kids are very different, right? Like, um, Alex, I can, I can grab him and get down in his face and have a stern conversation with him and explain to him what he did wrong or, you know, even, um, you know, get, get onto him pretty good and he'll straighten up immediately. And Abby's very different. Like you can't do that with her. She gets really emotional and she gets really upset and it's, it's actually counterproductive with Abby. Um, you have to have more, I have to be more tenderhearted with her, have to, um, you know, she has to go to timeout have, you know, 10, 15 minutes of her own time to kind of think about what she did, why it was wrong. And then you can go in and engage and have a conversation with her and a more tenderhearted conversation. And she'll be remorseful and understand, um, you know, what she did wrong and, and, and move forward from there where Alex is, you know, more quick to just be like, just give me my punishment. I know I was wrong. All right. We're cool, dad. Like, let's go. Very cool. I know. Are they into, I know you said, uh, I believe you said your son's playing the baseball right now. Are they into the uh, racing scene? Do they enjoy watching your races? Are they interested in the go-kart scene just yet? How's that coming along? Uh, they, they are interested, um, but neither of them have really shown a tremendous amount of interest of wanting to race themselves. Um, you know, they, they enjoy the sport. They enjoy being spectators of the sport. They enjoy being involved in it. Um, but neither Alex nor Abby, um, have really shown much interest in wanting to race. Uh, Abby is really big into theater and horseback riding. Um, and she's really good at, at both, uh, especially theater. She has really come out of her shell 
um, in theater. She can get up on a stage in front of, you know, 500 people when she does these uh, theater performances and she can sing and she can deliver her lines. And, um, you know, just she impresses me so much when she gets up on stage, just her self-confidence and her ability to recite and remember all the stuff she has to remember is, is really, really incredible for an eight-year-old little girl. Um, and then Alex is big into sports, which I love. I played sports growing up. So it's fun to, to be with him and to help coach uh, his baseball team right now. We're having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, very cool. And I, I mean, I've recently had uh, Kyle Petty on the podcast here, Joey Logano. I mean, I, I know that the NASCAR, I, I would only imagine it's got to be just like most of all these other sports, difficult to play uh, and, and balance that with fatherhood. Well, And I usually ask like, the NFL guys and the MLB guys what kind of um, how the league kind of treats the families that are there and stuff. How is NASCAR? Is it family friendly? Is I know it's obviously very high competition, but between the drivers, when they have families, how does NASCAR kind of handle um, when families do come? come to the track on site, stuff like that. How is NASCAR in handling all that? Um, I think they do a good job. I think it could always be better. Um, you know, the, the best thing, in my opinion, um, you know, for, for a sport like ours, um, the best thing you can do is, is have it to where uh, the driver is excited and happy to be there and, you know, ready to go do his job and ready to perform. And so for us, um, you know, be, making it to where, it is more accommodating um, and more enjoyable uh, for our for our wives and, and our kids to be there um, is something that, you know, we as drivers, we 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 long for. We want that. We want our families to come to the racetrack and enjoy the experience. Um, racing is without a doubt a family sport. And you look in the grandstands, you look in the in the you know infield area with everybody camping out. And everybody's there with their family. And that's how I grew up as well, going to the races um, with my family. But it is very hard uh, on a family as a member of the industry, um, whether you're a race car driver or even harder for the crew guys. Those are the guys that really have it tough because they're not as as able to bring their wives or bring their kids to the races like the drivers are. Um, so I feel for those guys, those guys make a tremendous amount of sacrifice to do their job. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is fun to, to be able to bring my wife and bring my kids. I know a lot of other athletes don't have that luxury. Um, you know, their, their wives and kids aren't allowed to fly on the team planes. Mine, mine are, um, you know, and, and my, my wife and kids are allowed to come to the event, be down kind of inside, uh, the arena. Um, so that makes it nice. Wow. Very cool. And, I, and so obviously you're sticking around for a couple of years here more. What kind of plans do you have? Like, were you thinking as you were looking at retirement, did you have plans already? Are you looking to stick around the, the sport? What, what, what do you see for the future? What does the future hold for you beyond racing? You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that and I keep uh, striking out to be honest. I don't really have a firm plan on what's next. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, um, you know, that, that God will open up whatever doors need to be opened at the right time and close whatever doors need to be closed at the right time. And for right now, the door to racing continues to be open. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm jumping in with both feet and continuing to do that. And I have no idea what the future holds. I do know that for all of us, um, tomorrow's not promised. And so I, I don't try to, you know, put, 
too much emphasis and, and stress out or worry too much about five years down the road or two years down the road. Um, because I just, you, you, you can't, you can't predict what's going to happen. Like if I would have told you five years ago, what I would be doing in five years, it would not be where I'm at today. I could promise you that I just would have never predicted that, uh, the opportunities would have led to where I'm at today. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't give you a great answer on that. Yeah, good stuff. And and the last thing I want to hit you with here, I, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Oh man, just um, what I've seen with my own two kids is just that they crave unconditional love. Um, you know, and and I I feel like for me when I was a kid, like that's all anybody really wants is to just to know that they're important um, to dad and and just. Um, you know, quality time is so important, you know, quantity is great, but quality time is so important. And, you know, just making sure that your kids know you love them and you love them no matter what. Yeah. Well said, Eric. I I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to first class fatherhood. First class fatherhood is a family made media podcast please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.